Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, welcome to part two of our wonderful chat with Hayley Kiyoko. Uh, we are battling the January blues with a lovely chat with the most wonderful person. Oh, if you haven't heard part one, by the way, go back to the feed. Get back to the feed. And I always think it's important to flag when you've read something on someone's Wikipedia page because it's the worst place to ever do research. But, but. By the way, I'm pretty sure that when I went on Wikipedia, my father wrote my bio. So it's... <laughs> I, I I can't. And then the photo that's like on my wiki or was on my Wikipedia page was literally a photo from prom that was a midsummer themed prom. So I had this like gold leaf in my hair and my best friend's mother took the photo and somehow that is the photo oh. that was on my Wikipedia page for like decades. Anyways, right. continue. We've got to check if that's But yes, still let's the talk one. about my Wikipedia page. That's fine. Let's do it. I just want to check if that photo is still there. I'm looking it up now. I think I got it finally switched. It took me like 7 oh, years good. to get it switched, but it still wasn't a photo that I chose. Oh no, it's a great photo. I don't know why they think why do they make it so challenging? Oh, there Let's it see, is. It's down. Know. It's halfway down the page. Oh, um, you see the gold. You see the gold leaf. Yeah, I see the gold leaf. Sorry, yeah, 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 yeah. like it's everywhere. Well, I think you look great. <laughs> <laughs> it's got more online see. traction. Like it's gone viral. Um, Do you have a gold leaf but, in your hair? Um, oh, yeah, that's a that's like a moody photo. They switched it to. Oh, yeah, the gold leaf is right there under career beginnings. There it is. <laughs> I told anyone ya. listening who wants to edit Haley's page, she wants that photo gone. Okay. What would we, we would, we would appeal to the Kyokians. That's their name, isn't it? Yes. 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 I will get to my question in a sec, but since Kyokians came up, why do they call you the lesbian Jesus? I would love to honestly start a, a podcast and ask my fans that question <laughs> because I feel like they, they have better credentials to speak upon that question. Right. I love it though. <laughs> The only thing that I know is that as a community, as the queer community, we're always trying to find like a safe space. Mm. And I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming that, you know, for me, when we went on tour, I remember it started happening in 2018 when I was I was touring a lot. And um, it was a safe space. It was mm. a safe space for people. You know, people could come and 
Some people were kicked out of their homes. Some people snuck out. Some people took the bus. They would meet strangers, meet each other there. They'd go to the concert. I mean, you know, it takes a lot of energy and passion to go to, to someone's concert, let alone go to someone's concert alone. Yeah. And a lot of my fans, my incredible fans, will go to my concerts alone. Oh, really? That's interesting. Yeah, they're in fear of, of being outed, like, oh, you're going to the Haley Kiyoka concert, right? So mm. they, there's this, like, level of, like, wherever they are in their town, like, maybe they don't have that community. I'm, I'm sure majority of them don't. Mm. And so they go to the concert, and then they meet all these people that are just like them in their town, in their city. Yes. And it's this, like, incredible thing to see all of these these wonderful people finding friendship, finding girlfriends, finding boyfriends. Mm. Um, and it kind of really just became the safe space in this community. So I'm forever grateful for that because it's my fans are so incredibly kind to each other. They they know their their each other's struggles and they're able to support one another. And mm. um and so it kind of just became this place to go when you didn't really know where to go. Do you think that you get a good snapshot through your fans of what it's like to be 16 years old and queer today? Like, I just feel that because I'm I'm not at school, you know, I don't feel connected to the answer as to whether it's okay at 16, if, if it's mm-hmm. still terrible or if it's okay. You will always have people that are comfortable with who they are and like don't care what other people think. Mm. And you will always have people that are born into a family that don't value your worth and understand you and accept you. It's mind blowing. I mean, I meet adults where their parents don't speak to them Mm. or, you know, it's, it's the core, the core of it is so interesting because it's like all parents who bring children into the world, most parents, the majority of them, expect their child to be how they expect their child to be. Yeah. And it's so weird. I'm like, who wrote that manual? Who who told these parents that that's how it works, that you're going to have a child and the child is going to like the things you like and do the things you want to do? Mm. Like, that, that doesn't even, when you really talk about it, that doesn't make any sense. Like, how, like... They're going to be who they are. Yes. And the dream of who you think they're going to be is just going to be a different dream. And it still can be a dream. It still can be amazing. And there's such a disconnect. So listen, we had Trump in office for years. There's so much that we're still fighting for trans rights. There's so much to continue to fight for. And on top of it, our society even though we have grown a lot, our society still tells us that if you're not a heterosexual, that you are wrong, that there's no place for you. Mm. And you can be extremely confident with yourself. I was very confident in who I was. I knew I was gay since I was five. Mm. There was like, for me, there was like no question. It was like who I was at the core. And it was for me, how do I navigate that? Yeah. And you can have all the support in the world on social media and friends from afar. But 
the reality is, is most people aren't going to have those people in your actual community, like at your school, next door, in your home, you're living with your parents. So Mm. there's always going to be a struggle, I think, Mm. because I'm hoping that there won't be, but I do feel like there's still a big struggle right now because, you know, it's hard to find your community. You don't choose where you grow up. You don't choose the roof over your head. Mm. And so it can, it's hard to navigate, especially as, as a teen. And I can't even imagine what it's like, you know, over the, you know, the pandemic, the past couple of years, especially how hard it's been mm. to really navigate. And I think that's why it's so important as artists and creators, um, speakers, podcasts, all of these things to do as much as you can to reach out and be there for people, um, especially during these times. I suppose it's also like like, if you're profoundly honest about where you're at, then Mm -hmm. that's good for you. But it also is great for others, because if everybody starts doing a bit more of that, eventually nobody will feel alone. I know we're not going to get to that Mm -hmm. ever, but it's sort of the ethos. I mean, technology is is the future and it's what surrounds us. And um, it can be very volatile and isolating and it can bully you and it also can be an incredible resource to connect with people and find your community and for me that you know even though there can be really challenging times on social media it's a it's been a positive experience for me because I grew up didn't didn't know any queer people that were open and then Mm. it was like I released Girls Like Girls in 2015 and um, this whole world was like, hey, Mm -hmm. I feel just the way you feel. Yeah. And I was like, where have you been all my life? (laughs) (laughs) And so now I'm just making up for it. (laughs) Let's go. Yeah. Do you feel any kind of pressure being such a role model out of being so honest and creating this massive community? Do you sometimes go, oh, God, now people are looking to me for answers when all I was trying to do is be honest about myself? I mean, I think I function off of high pressure. I think (laughs) a lot of artists do. (laughs) I think a lot of artists just like literally that's like a part of their like core. Mm. It's just like high functioning pressure. (laughs) Uh, Because as an artist, you're always seeking for more, right? You're like always seeking for more truth, more honesty. How vulnerable can I be? What yeah. What is something beneath me that I've yet to discover? And how do I navigate that? And so there's always an immense pressure, but I never feel pressure from my fans. I feel very supported and nurtured and free. Mm. I feel very free because my fans have created a space for me to be extremely authentically gay, which is who I am. Yeah. And in return i'm here for them yes um should we go back to my wikipedia question yes i've been waiting for you to go back to the wikipedia (laughs) question because i'm very concerned no but you spoke about um depression a moment ago and then i read on your wikipedia that a bout of depression was caused by a bang on the head is that real is that Mm -hmm. what happened for you yeah for me it's not not everyone in the world with depression gets yes <laughs> bangs their head and it's not a golfing <laughs> that's injury. how it happens sometimes yeah. you're just born with it yes. yeah i suffered a severe concussion i had a double concussion um 
and uh, I had post-concussion syndrome. And it was a very, it was a five-year journey. Wow. Very, very long and rigorous. And my body just is very sensitive. And I had to relearn basic skills. And, you know, I remember when it first happened, like if you were speaking to me, I, I couldn't understand what you were saying to me. So I was had, had a hard time processing communication. And um, it just triggered Pandora's box right? Um, of a sea of anxiety and um, rage and depression and all these things that I had never navigated before mm. or um, maybe was there, but I, I had never really, it was never in the forefront. And so it was a very long, rigorous journey. And it was so crazy because it happened. I literally had finished the album. Mm-hmm my 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 debut album and I had gotten back from the trip and it was my birthday weekend and I love competition so I <laughs> did this obstacle course and it happened during the obstacle course and um oh. anyways but I had finished the album and so then I so I literally went into my album cycle dealing with all of this this mental health wow. um I and ended up writing a song called Mercy yes. slash Gatekeeper that's on the album that, you know, I love that song. speaks about my experience. Thank you. And, um, but that whole circuit of touring and I remember getting on stage and then getting off and just sobbing because my, my head was throbbing. I couldn't be around lights and I was on stage mm. with lights in my eyes. And it was just like, it was a very intense time. Mm. And that definitely started my journey with just trying to really take care of myself and get back to the basics. And um, It's such a crazy time for it to happen. It's so hard to get to a position where you can release an album and go on a tour and, you know, to have all that groundswell. To turn it down, you know, to press stop would have been so hard. That's why I'm really excited for my, you know, I'm grateful for the resilience that I've built through that process because like you said the timing was not great and that whole moment of my life which was so exciting was also extremely painful for me um dealing with my health and so I'm really excited for this next chapter um my new album that I'm working on um because I'm going to be able to not be navigating that (laughs) as well yeah and um it's I'm really excited to really be able to be present and, and, and just really just be here because health, when you go through health issues, anyone listening, it's like you know another language. It's a, it's a different language. And if you haven't experienced health challenges, it's just there's a line of communication that's slightly different um, mm. because it's so challenging for people to take care of themselves, to find the right doctors, to know what's wrong and then mm-hmm. to treat it and then to have that resilience and strength to to continue to to fight and to be there for your body. And it's so impressive and incredible to see people endure that mm-hmm. and to continue to, you know, to stand up for themselves, whether it's mentally, whether it's physically. Um, it's- as humans, we are very strong and we are capable of more than we think for sure
and listening to you there is what's going through my mind. I'm like, wow, how tough of you, really. But then moments before you said that you're really sensitive and, you know, yes. like, it's funny how, because I've been going on this deep dive into HSPs lately. <laughs> Do you know what that is? No. Oh my God, you're going to love it. I've bought the book. I haven't read it yet. What it is. I bought the book. I haven't yeah, read it. Yeah, I've literally like, I bought it. Story of my life. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. So HSPs are highly sensitive people. And there's a book oh. all about being a highly sensitive. I need sensitive. to buy this book. I'm going to get it for you. <laughs> and then we can both not read it. I don't know if I need to know anything more about myself though, truly. <laughs> well, I, I think it's really interesting because I am really sensitive, right? And I've just had to go, mm -hmm. that's what I am. I feel everything. Yeah, I could walk same. into a room and, and you know, and, and I know you've spoken a lot about that as well. And, you know, it's like I can walk into a room, whether it's real or not, I can feel the room. And I have to say 80% right. of the time, I'm going to say 90, I'm right. I know exactly what's going on because so much communication is nonverbal, right? Mm -hmm. But because you're sensitive, it can actually make you think you're weak when actually I think highly sensitive people are very tough because just to go out the house is like a surge of um mm -hmm. you know it's a sensory I surge I 100% agree I 100% agree I've had these like pep talks with myself where I'm just like gosh I'm so sensitive like everything <laughs> like I drink celery juice and I have a migraine for two weeks like physically I'm sensitive and emotionally I'm sensitive yeah. but it's so interesting because like for me, I'm like, oh, am I fragile? Am I weak? Mm. Like, it's like, oh, no, it's it's not that. Like, I can be sensitive and also like extremely resilient. Mm. And because I'm so sensitive, it has made me even stronger yes. because I've had to navigate my sensitivities yes. and um, be highly, highly aware. And it, I feel like I'm always trying to overcome something Yes, <laughs> all yes. the time, yes. all the time. And I think there's a lot of that in the queer experience as well, that like yeah. the concept of there's something about you that isn't quite right. Therefore, that equals broken, equals not as good. And actually, it's like for anyone who, because there's a bazillion different types of way to be a minority of any sort, mm -hmm. but it makes you tougher. Although the, but the narrative is that you're weaker. I know. I totally agree with you. And I think navigating being queer is emotionally taxing in general mm. and um it just it only makes you stronger yes it really does it really only makes you stronger hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. 
Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We interviewed Troy Sivan a while ago. And, um, oh yeah, I love Troy. He's wonderful wonderful person but anyway there was in my youtube suggested videos was troy showing people around his new house in melbourne on architecture oh right i saw it it's gorgeous did you see it need that house yeah it's so beautiful I need that, that patio hello yeah, it's so good it's amazing yeah. that house i literally was like yeah okay this house is unbelievable <laughs> anyone who hasn't i know i watched the whole thing anyone who hasn't great. seen it like this house he did it he did it over lockdown as well how's that possible i'm i'm trying to do the same thing <laughs> i'm trying to have that house how do you get the decorators in you're like can you send me the logistics plan here <laughs> like i need to know well it looks like it was like 10 years work how did you uh you know what I mean? it's like oh no this was done in i'm like months. it's taking me eight months to get my couch from um west elm i don't know how how is he getting this ha- how is this possible <laughs> exactly <laughs> But he was talking about lighting and saying, and I always talk about lighting on this podcast. Troy was talking about the lighting being really soothing in his house. And I was like, Mm. you know it because it's a gay thing. Yeah, I fall asleep in the darkness. So if I was, yeah, I need like, even when I go into the studio, I need all the lights on. Yeah, because recording studios are really dark, aren't they? I don't know why. I don't know who decided to make recording studios so dark. I wanted to ask you about being a woman in pop, a queer woman in pop, in music, let's say. And mm-hmm. you've spoken about it is so hard. And I just wonder what those challenges are that are not being met. And what's what's that like? Um, it's a very large question. It is, isn't it? It's like, that sounds like eight books. Well, I tell you for uh, what, I tell you for <laughs> what, it's, I, I, can, I can make it easier. You talked about not fitting into boxes, and I I wondered what those boxes are as we start 2022. You know, it's interesting because there's been a lot of movement and growth, and I'm proud of, like, the representation that has been happening for, you know, queer artists, Mm. for um, Asian American artists. Um, I think it's definitely moving forward. But I think for me, it's like, right, I don't fit the box of straight I don't fit the box of white. I don't fit the box of like being super feminine. There's like so many boxes that society has kind of told me like, hey, you still don't, you're like, we love you. You're, you're amazing. We love you. But like, you know, you don't really fit into these boxes, you know, because it's still America. We're still fighting for equal rights. We're still fighting for equal pay. We're still... Fighting for a lot of things. And so to be a woman in America is challenging. Um, And being a queer woman and navigating masculinity, femininity, um, there's just so many layers to it. Mm. And, you know, for me, I always grew up, man, if I was if I was like this, then people would, you know, want to put my face on, you know, their campaigns or brands because, you know, like I was always like comparing myself and just feeling like I just didn't belong. And I knew that my journey was going to be hard and it has been hard. It's been a great journey. 
but great things come from hard work yeah. and it continues to be hard work and it's needing to explain myself when other people's other people don't have to mm-hmm. and that the energy of of needing to do that constantly and to prove your you prove your worth can be exhausting for many people i think it's just hard i think everyone has their own unique experience in this industry and there's always something challenging for them specifically and i think for me it was always being a queer woman of color and it still is just trying to navigate the energy and just the people and brands and you know pride month for example yeah. only happens in june and then everyone moves on um, <laughs> yeah. but they'll they'll care about us next year in june yeah um you know things like that and so um it can be really challenging for people. Because I remember you saying something that I loved, which was that if there was someone in a record company or something somewhere, someone said to you, you know, oh, you're doing another video about you liking girls. And you were like, mm-hmm. hello. That part doesn't change. Yeah, that like, part is it's a... not a stunt. It's a, <laughs> yeah. it's, we never got cross with whoever other pop star doing every video about being in love with, you know, whoever I'm, now forgetting mm-hmm. the name of every pop star in the world, but we know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's still challenging. I mean, I think even with storytelling for me, you know, going into room, I'm all about hope, mm-hmm. you know? And so I'm like, hey, like, what about this hopeful story? And people are like, well, where's the trauma? Where's the this? Where's the that? Um, where's the suicide? Where's, you know, the drug addiction? Where's, you know, all these things? And it's just kind of like, can't we just have a happy, like, can't we just have hope? <laughs> like, can't we just like fantasize and escape into a world that maybe is not ours, but could be. And so that has always been kind of my goal with my music, um, with my videos. I released, I directed a video um, for this song I released called Chance. Yes. Such a great video. Thank you. And like, it's just a basic video, but it's a video that we really haven't seen a lot of where it's just like two women in love yes and in the fantasy world of these incredible movies we grew up with like the notebook and all these films where it's just like hey like i want that too yes like i i want that too and so seeing and believing for me and so being able to to prove it and to show it and be like hey i'm gay unapologetically sometimes i'm masculine sometimes i'm more feminine and hey if i can do it you can do it too and Mm. if I can get society to really acknowledge my worth and to fight for my worth. They'll fight for you, you know? And so it's trying to help each other out. It's so funny, isn't it? Because I feel like doing the happy story is sort of always known as a bit more like commercial. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we mustn't make it too depressing. But but then when you translate that into the the gay narrative the lgbt narrative it's actually like that's our box isn't it like pain it's broke back mountain like you love each other but you can't mm-hmm. be together which we love which we love. which we love it's, but it's it's excruciating it's yeah. excruciating but it's because it reminds you of your reality yes, a lot of times exactly but it's so nice to it's, it's such a relief to see it when you see it because you're like fucking hell like it's not just in my head you know what i mean like this is mm-hmm. hard and these this mm-hmm. constriction and all the rest of it but what you're saying i'm not going to tell you what you're saying what i'm hearing is it's but it's almost like 
let's go beyond that. Yeah, I mean, it's important to have all forms of of validation mm. of your experience. Why have we only had one form of validation, which is acknowledging our pain? Why mm. can't we elevate that and also have happy endings yes. and have um, hope? And um, because we definitely get that. Yes. We definitely get that. And it's definitely around us, but why don't we see it more? And you direct lots of your own videos, right? Yeah, I direct all of them. How's that? So I started out as a music video director. So I um They're so fun and also challenging. They're so challenging. It's like you have five dollars. <laughs> go. What can you do with five dollars? And you're like, well And it has to look like the notebook. Go. <laughs> but it gets your creative juices flowing. Yes. So much good conversation about female directors. Do you feel part okay. of that movement? Do you feel like it's going in the right direction? Any movement moving forward and having female representation is a great direction to be in. Mm. I feel like there's more opportunities for female directors, but there's still a minority. It's still little to none. So I think um, I think it's just, a, I think the goal, the point is that no matter who you are, like you should be able to dream and do what you want to do and at least have that hope and opportunity to do so. And sometimes in the industry, it's still very male dominated. Yes. And so it's trying to have other stories being heard, being told, um, and having that be mainstream, having that be, oh, people do need to watch that. And there's a huge demand for it um and trying to convince the industry that that is the case and also the i think the extra challenge is we have kind of understood that white gay male stories they win oscars let's keep doing them but where are the gay women's stories you know i mean obviously there are some um but that's even harder to tell anytime you add the gender of a, a woman in a conversation is always going to be way harder. Mm. And unfortunately, that's just how it is. And I think as women, you understand that that's just a part of your journey. How do you stick up for yourself in a way in those rooms that feels like you can get a bit more of what you need out of them? Because mm-hmm. sometimes I feel like, I, you know, you get you get positioned as being like a bore about stuff, you know, and you're like, no, mm-hmm. I think I want to raise this. I think the main thing is to just not give up is to understand that some people might not get it mm. and not be able to jump onto the movement. And that's not your crowd. So go find people that, that think like you, that believe like you and that are hungry like you and surround yourself with those people. And go get it done. Yes. And would you direct a movie? Absolutely. That's my goal. Is That's it? the dream. Is to take it to the next level. Maybe you yeah. should do like Florence did, where she made a feature, but it was all out of little music videos. You know, that's obviously what I wanted to do. So I think that that's definitely um, a goal of mine. And um, you do have to you know, do I'd it love for $5 to, though. But I would have to do it for $5 <laughs> at my current state. <laughs> you know, so I, um, yeah, it would be about 50 cents. Each video. But it's interesting. Uh, you know, 33 cents. But, but, but do you feel like 
I'm listening to you and I think I think you know this, but what you have achieved is so massive and so incredible. Do you not feel like you're at the top of a tree anyway? You know, like it's so incredible what you've done. And there's millions of people who follow you and love what you do and you change their lives. Thank you. I, you know, I don't feel like I'm on top of a tree. Mm -hmm. Uh, Trees are very tall, (laughs) depending on what tree. If you're imagining a fig tree, I definitely feel like I'm on top of a fig tree. Okay, good, good. Uh, (laughs) um, I feel very fulfilled because I know what my purpose is. And that is something that has been a very challenging thing to uncover, you know, and it might change, Mm -hmm. you know, down the line in life. But I know what my purpose is. I know what I love to do. And I'm going to continue to do it. Uh, I think as an artist, you always, always feel like you're never at the top. Like, I think that that's why people continue to create because you're just like, I want, I want more. I want to, I want to direct features. Mm. I want to be producing and directing TV shows. I want to take it to the next level. So there's always just going to have, you're always going to have that innate drive because if you didn't, you wouldn't have gone from being a 13 year old in your bedroom, writing songs on your guitar trying to figure out how to record your music for eight years of your career. And like now it's like, I can just go into a studio, you know, but like that, that step for me was so hard, you know, trying to get like, Hey, I'll pay you 50 bucks to record this one song I wrote. Like, you know, do you have a studio and like trying to figure out how to get it like that for me was like the heart was like such a hard process of my career. Um, and now I can just go into the studio. So I think it's just as an artist, you're constantly trying to grow and you're trying to just express yourself as as honestly as you can. And I think for queer people specifically, we do a lot of catch up. Mm-hmm. We do a lot of catch up and I'm still catching up. Now then, are your January blues, have they been turned up town, turned into a hot pink, turned upside down? I mean... I hope so. It certainly gave me a warmth in the cockles. Um, listeners, let me know what you thought of that. Get in touch, Homo Sapiens, on Instagram, at Homo Sapiens Podcast, on Facebook. Hello at Homo Sapiens Podcast, on the email. Remember that? Oh, voice videos ringing. Um, hmm, no thanks. All I have to say to you is next week, we've got Dr. Ranj on the show. He is the amazing TV doctor. He's an author. He's a columnist. He's always on This Morning. The man is a genius. He's a lovely, kind person. So we're going to be talking to him. We're going to talk to him about specifically about LGBT health questions. So if you've got any for him, please write them in. We're going to be doing a survey on Instagram as well. Write me your agony uncles. Hello at homosapienspodcast.com. And don't forget to buy your tickets. The link is in the bio for the live show. Please come on down. Lots of love listeners. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl. Let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Powered by Spirit Studios.